It's 11.59 on Radio Free BTC. This is your host, Joe Fi, with music and the truth till dawn. Right now I have a few words for our brothers and sisters behind enemy lines. The chair is against the wall. The chair is against the wall. It's 12 o'clock, Bitcoiners. Another day closer to victory. Stay tuned for news and more right after this quick break. All right. Welcome back, Bitcoiners. I'm your host, Joe Fi, and you are listening to the most listened to podcast about Bitcoin by my mom and sisters. And today we are lucky to be joined. But again, first guest to make a return appearance. Really? First, Yes. First guest to make a return appearance. Damn. Travis. And I, the reason I wanted Travis to come back and talk to us today is uh, he is running uh, some home mining equipment. And I just wanted to uh, check in with him because uh, obviously, as you guys know, I'm pretty fascinated with where where mining is going and especially where my home mining is going, uh, because, you know, I, I believe that it's essential to have the mining as decentralized as possible, too. I mean, the, the big farms, you know, the big mining farms in Texas and wherever, that's all great. But the future of Bitcoin is going to be when every toaster oven is hooked to an ASIC miner. So uh, th- there should be no wasted heat ever again in uh, in America or the world because uh, Bitcoin is too profitable and too important not to be tapped into it. So I. Uh, you know, I, I guess for, for the people that uh, didn't watch the last episode, and trust me, I mean, I know everybody in the Bitcoin world did, but for the one or two that didn't, <laughs> why, why, why don't you why don't you introduce yourself, Travis, and tell us a little bit about yourself, and and you know maybe a little bit uh, how you got into mining or or where you're at with your mining. I, I you know go ahead. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Thanks, Joe. I mean, I, I am honored to be back with you again. You know, I, I just, uh, you're the man, you know, so welcome to my laundry room. And, and uh, so uh, I got started mining uh, in 2020, end of 2020, I found a, a used machine. Um, I think I got it off of eBay, you know, and it was just a, a hobby project just to, just to play with, right? And I just want to say I 100% agree with you. Every place there's a use case for heat. You know, here we have an opportunity. Hi, honey. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> this is the uh, yeah. How you doing? Hello. But, <laughs> sure, no problem, oh. honey. So this is my beautiful wife that that came down to El Salvador with me, and I, I can't believe that she uh, she decided to do that. Um, you know, so I feel very honored. You know, she still kind of thinks it's a cult or something. You know, I don't think she's like she's not fully uh, there yet. You know, but. Um, I did convince her to uh, to get a little uh, dollar cost averaging going, and you know, so she's 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 buying a few coins, you know, every week, you know, uh, so uh, actually every day she's she's set up for every day, so so I feel that that's the first the first step there, but um, yeah, so so she came down to um, El Salvador with me, but anyways, back to the mining. Um, 2020, I found, and this was this was our price action at the you know the Bitcoin price at that time. I want to say was like sub twenty thousand. It was maybe in the twelve fifteen thousand dollar range, something like that. You know, so they were actually still going for pretty cheap. And I got my one S nine uh, ant miner for one hundred and sixty five dollars. So it was a pretty good deal, right? So 
And now I super regret, I wish I didn't buy 10 or 20 of them because you know what they're going for now, right? You know? Yep. So um, playing around with it, plugged it in. Um, you know, it's, uh, it, it's the, the S9s are, you know, I want to say they came out in like 2016, something like that, maybe 2015. Um, you know, they're, they range from 13 to 17, 18 terahash, depending on how you, how you set them up and, and what you do with them. But, um, um, you know, so I've just been playing around with it and, uh, it's been working fine. You know, it's generating roughly right now. Um, well, let me tell you, it's generating roughly like eight, 9,000 sets a day, something like that. Um, got my multiple computers set up here, but, uh, um, you know, I did, I did play around with it and I, um, I just turned it up to see what it would do, you know, and I was like, well, you know, the, the firmware, there's a lot of different firmwares you can run on them. Right. And so the, it's like, well, I'll just turn it up. I'll just keep turning it up. And it was working. I think I had it at running about 17 terahash, something like that. And it was working. Um, I kept turning it up until I got a warning from the firmware. And at the time I was running on nice hash. I was using nice hash as the pool, the mining pool. Right. right. And I was using their custom firmware. And I just kept turning up and it was like, well, it's working. You know, I looked at it and it wasn't on fire or anything. <laughs> so, you know, and then I, I just, and it just ran and it ran and ran and ran and it ran for weeks like that. No problem. You know, it was fine. And, um, well, uh, one day I happened to go look at it and I see some of the, I sent you some pictures earlier today. Some of the plugs were all black and the wire, the insulation off the wires were was like burnt off. I was like, Hmm, well, that got me, you know, thinking about the power supply and like, well, where is the right sweet spot or how much can you get out of these little, these gadgets, you know? So, I mean, it's just, it's a hobby. Um, I've, I've since, uh, purchased a, a machine from compass mining and I, I was going to have them host at their facility, but I just found out some information that uh, a friend of mine, another friend of mine from Canada, actually, he's got six machines coming online with Com compass and he just got an email and it turns out that all the rack space and one facility is apparently full and they want to put his new machine in a different place. <laughs> so so, so uh, not not to get sidetracked, but compass mining, something always, since they, you know, they, they came on hard and heavy and they were everywhere sponsoring everything, you know, uh, mm -hmm. it almost sounded too good to be true, right? And and I, I have no basis to claim anything that, that they're not legit, but, mm -hmm. but something, something in my gut it just doesn't seem right there. I don't know. I don't know what it is, and maybe maybe that's just my uh, adversarial nature <laughs> yeah. coming coming yeah. out. And, and uh, you know what? I I think uh, taking delivery is not a bad way because I I mean at yeah. the end of the day, who who's going to babysit your equipment better than you? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's that's right. I mean the the incentive there is you know the power is about two thirds the cost <laughs> than if right. I run it at home. I mean, so you know we could talk about all all the 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 costs and that but but with with compass so like what i've found and what i think i understand about them is that there's this other company called and i, I could be totally wrong and and i'm just in a, you know just for anybody out there i'm just an amateur too so i, I may be way off base so this you know i'm just a crazy guy from the internet so don't listen to me but full, <laughs> you know full disclosure you, you're yeah. listening to two plebs that know yeah. nothing and 
assume we know nothing and yeah. continue. <laughs> That's right. So, well, there's this company called Compute North um, that they Minnesota. run data center. Yeah, that's they're right. They're in Minnesota. Minnesota. I, I, I know that, I know people from there. Yeah, yeah okay, I, interesting. So so maybe I got some questions for you about that because <laughs> um I think they also run that facility in Nebraska, mm -hmm. that Compass. So I think Compass is actually leasing the rack space um from Compute North. And I yep, think that's right. so that so they're Compass is kind of like they're just like a middleman, sort of, is what the way it feels to me, right? And um it turns out Compute North actually came to my local utility and I, cause I, I checked in with our local utility too, to see, you know, like, Hey, why don't you guys set up some, you know, do a test run with, with 10 miners. Uh, cause we have some hydroelectric power in the, in the area. You know, you have your turbine rooms, you got heat in there. You, you got to heat that space. Why don't you do a test run with 10 machines? Heat, you know, you got your, your low cost power or surplus power here. Wow. And um, they, they were, they 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 mentioned that they had others approach them, you know, trying to buy power, looking for cheap power, and Compute North was one of those outfits. So that, wow. that was kind of interesting. Um, so I don't know exactly where Compass. I think that they may have, and I've heard of other problems at other facilities. There was one in South Carolina that um, you know they they weren't able to get it up online, you know, and I. I'm in the construction business. So like they, I guess they had some problems with like permits or something like that. And, you know, so when project management of construction stuff, and it's like, you know, I, I get it that you're a Bitcoin mining company, you don't get construction. And there was, there was some disconnect there and they didn't get their facility up online. They, I guess they refunded or credited folks um, that were, were kind of, you know, I don't want to say they weren't rug pulled, but they, they were delayed before they could get their machines up online. Right. So now this isn't good because my friend in Canada also um, sounds like he's got a delay coming as well. And what they told him was that the rack space, and this is all hearsay. So, you know, I got, right. I sent an email out just to ask about it too, to see if, you know, if this is accurate or what, but um you know, if they're out of rack space and he's a month ahead of me, because I'm I, I don't take delivery of my machine uh, with them for another uh, not till April. So he's two months ahead of me. He's, and if they're already out, then we're what what happens to me? You know. And if that's the case, then I want delivery of my machine right now. You know, if you don't have a place to put it, just just give it to me, and I'll take right. it at home. <laughs> you know. Right, right, and and like you know, just speculating, it, it makes you wonder. Well, maybe they do have the space, but they're actually mining on their own, or you know, who knows, right? I, right. It, 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 right. It's one of those. It, 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 like I said, it, it always kind of rubbed me the wrong way, you know. Like, mm -hmm. I, but, but I, I mean, what they they are selling it for like two cents a kilowatt hour, like three uh, or the, four. This this facility was like uh, I want to say it was like five point nine or something like that. Okay. So um, still about cheap. Two, still cheap. Still cheap. Like my cost at home is. It averages uh, to 10.7 cents a kilowatt hour. Um, you know, so obviously more during peak, less on weekends and nights and things like that. Um, you but that's a what variable I rate at where you live. Well, yeah, actually, let's yeah. let's circle back to uh, sure. keep it towards the home, and then we can uh, come back to compass uh, hypothesis at the end here. Sure. But, uh, so 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 you're talking about your home rate, and you have a variable rate at home. 
The way, yeah, the way it's set up for me is, yeah, I have a different, um, you can get a, like a, let's say they call it like a budget plan or whatever, where it's just a flat rate, you know, and then they adjust it yearly or every six months based on your use, you know, um, they used to call it something like time of use where you get that lower rate in the evenings and weekends or what, what have you, but, um, I don't remember right off and I don't have a bill laying around here, but, um, I don't remember right off the top of my head, like what the peak cost is, but I want to say it might be like 21 cents a kilowatt hour, um, on peak time. And then there was like, uh, like a middle of the day time that was kind of in the middle around like 10, 10, 11 cents. And then off peak is, was something like six or seven cents or, you know, oh, wow. something like that. So you're, so my understanding is that's the way I'm getting charged, uh, for, you know, but I did all the math like way back when, and I, you know, chugged it all together and figured out what the average was. And so, and when I started, I started trying to shut it down daily, Monday through Friday on that peak time. Right. Sure. And, you know, you could do that, but you know, what I've, what I've since learned is that, you know, if you're cycling, uh, you're cycling your machine up and down, um, there's like an adhesive, a glue, a heat transfer paste, you know, for all the chips that go to the sure. heat sinks. And if you're heating and cooling and heating and cooling it, like, you know, you're expanding, contracting, expand, and you can actually, you know, damage that, that, uh, adhesive and it can cause problems. And sure. I don't know if it's because I was unplugged, you know, and I, at the time I didn't have, uh, the brains firmware where you can actually power it down you know, they'll just unplug and pull in the plug. Well, that's the way I started. I was just pulling the plug, right? You know, so right, right. it's kind of just like, well, I'll just, you know, yank the cord out of that thing and, um, and just turn it off. Well, so then, you know, it's not even coming down gradually or anything. It's just off, right? Right, right. So I did end up losing a hashboard. Um, you know, one just stopped working and I still have a thing. It's, I should have brought it so you could show it to you, but um, <laughs> um, I did end up losing a hashboard. Um, I'm not sure if it's because I was doing that. I'm not sure if it's just a used machine and, you know, just, it just crapped out because it finally had, had enough, you know, being a, you know, four-year-old or five-year-old machine. Um, you know, so I ended up finding a replacement board on eBay and then, uh, well, wait, let me back up. The guy that sold me this machine was actually from, um, a mine in, in, uh, Georgia. And so I had his contact on Telegram and, and I was only running it for a few weeks. So he's like, I'll send you a new board, which was pretty cool, right? That, that's pretty nice because I, I just got yeah. the thing. So he sent me a new board. I look at the thing and I'm like, hmm, it's different. <laughs> okay. Well, I look at my machine. I have an S9i and he sent me a board from an S9 and the heat sinks are different on the S9i. Oh, really? Yeah, on the S9i, they're like, they're offset. You have the heat sinks are, are taller on one side and shorter on the other side. Whereas the S9, I believe, pretty sure it's S9 has, uh, and I'd have to take it apart. I'm not for, forgetting which is which here. Um, so the hashboard wouldn't slide into the box, right? You know, I, I feel like I could have plugged it in, you know, or maybe I could have rigged it up, turned it around, <laughs> got some fans on it or something, and, and I could have made it work. But um you know, so I sent him a message. And I'm like, "Hey, uh, doesn't fit." You know, and then this this is now now the price is taken off, right? It's going crazy. You know, oh, and no, we're getting yeah. it around around Christmas time, and it's taking it. And I'm you know, 
Now the machines he's selling, instead of 165 or 150 or whatever it was, uh, 165 a machine, now they're 550, 600, 650, you know? So he had no time for me. <laughs> I never heard from Ryan. Right. So then I ended up finding a, a, a used uh, S9i hash board on eBay. I bought that one. Um, and then I was able to sell the one that I had that, that replacement one he gave me. So I ended up it being kind of a wash, but it was just a little bit of screwing around Pain in the butt. Yeah. yeah. You know, so I did run that machine though on two boards for a while, you know, for several weeks while I was, you know, trying to rectify that problem. That was before I, I, um, I melted any, any wires. Or anything like that. So, you know, see, see this is though, this right here is literally why I like doing the show and I, why I like talking to real people, right. Is because, you know, if you listen to the uh, pros and everything like that, they're not, mm -hmm. you know, they're probably not going to tell you about the, the, the hash board that they melted or, you yeah. know, the, the, yeah. how they burnt it out and, but, but, you know, at least for me, these, this is how I learned and I learned what mm -hmm. not to do most importantly, half the time. But, uh, so, so, so back, back to your power. So, so you originally were trying to cycle it, uh, time it for the best, the best rates and everything. Oh, right. And then, yeah. and then, then did you just, did you move to just deciding that I'm going to go off the average, the daily average, and then figure it out from there? Or is that, yeah, I how'd just, you do that? You know, after that, after, you know, that initial experimentation and then losing that board, I just like, I'm not doing it. I'm just letting it run. I'm going to let it run mm -hmm. and that's it, you know, and it was profitable all the way. We now we had that dip last, uh, last fall, you know, end of summer last fall where it got down even into the, the, the price. And this is the other thing. It's like, you know, the price, does it matter or not? Does it matter if you're profitable or not with this, this thing? You know, so where I'm at with at 10 and an average of 10.7 cents a kilowatt hour, like today, um, let's see here. What is this thing saying here? I got it up right now. Um, right now, my estimated daily reward is 7,500 uh, sats at that's $3.22. Now, my, my um, electricity cost at 10.7 cents a kilowatt hour times and i'm running at like 1420 watts um and i don't have the numbers right in front of me i'm about um three dollars and 40 cents a day right so i'm like right at that break even here now some days it's way better some days it's worse right you know right, so sure. it, you know if i'm averaging i'd say right now i'm averaging slightly over break even in dollar terms um but do i care about that not really, because I've got a 1,500-watt electric heater that's I've got attached to, and I didn't explain this yet, but I've got it attached to an insulated duct, and it's piped right up to the register in my dining room in the front of the house, and it blows heat through that insulated duct right up into the house. And you, you met my wife earlier here, and <laughs> she, she's it's wife approved, all right. So I got it quiet enough, and that's the other thing. These things are noisy, right? So I got it set up right now that it's quiet enough, and um, it doesn't. Um, we can sit and eat dinner, and if everybody's like silent for a minute, and you just listen very carefully, you can hear you can hear that that sound, you know, from below the floor where where it's parked in the basement, you know. But I mean, you got to really stop and listen for it right so um so that that's an important thing i mean you gotta you gotta if you're gonna hold mine you gotta think about this noise because it's they are noisy as is and i 
I did a few things, you know, like I'm just, just running here and going on tangents, but um, I did a few things to try to mitigate that noise. I tried some different fans. I, I bought some fans. Um, they, there's a company called Noctua that uh, makes computer fans, right? Well, the stock factory fans on these things are 6,000 RPM. I mean, and they scream, they make a lot of noise and you just got a couple miners, right? Uh, Joe, yeah. so you you yep. you know what they sound like. Right? The, 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 first, the first time I plugged it in, especially oh. as it ramps up, I was like, oh no, it's gonna explode. It's gonna explode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and then luckily the, uh, the you know, then it kicks, it kicks down, but yeah, it, mm -hmm. it is, uh, it, it can be, it can be very intimidating. That's for sure. Yeah, so so the, these, they're, they're very loud. <laughs> so, so, so the, the, you said who makes the other, the new fans? It, it's you a company, uh, Noctua. And I tried a couple of different, uh, variations. I got a 3000 RPM one and a 2000 RPM one. And, and to start, I tried the 3000 RPM fan on the intake and left the stock factory 6000 RPM on the exhaust. And it ran fine, no temperature problems, you know, watching the temps and that, and no problem. I had another Noctua fan that I bought. It was only a 2000 RPM. And with the 3000 and the 2000, it immediately was getting too hot and it would just auto shut down on me. Oh, so, yikes. yeah. Yeah. So the way that I have it set up now for to try to mitigate the noise and, you know, have that balance is I have the 3000 RPM. Uh, Noctua fan on the intake, the stock factory fan, the noisy one on the exhaust. And then there's, um, you can get these off of Amazon or eBay. And it's just a little, um, a little duct uh, with uh, four bolt holes, you know, on a plate that you can just bolt it right on the end of the fan there. And then you can attach your duct uh, to that. And so, and I think the thing that helps me the most is that, um, that insulated duct. You know, so it just, it just takes all, and I want to say there's probably maybe 12 feet of that insulated six inch duct. It's a five inch um, discharge. I just kind of squeezed it down, screwed it on. And I, I sent you those couple of pictures. It kind of looks a little messy where the insulations, you know, I'll, if you pop, them up, pictures, I'll pop them up uh, for the video, for those, yeah. those of you watching this, I'll pop them up. So uh, yeah, that's cool. Later, but yeah, my, not you can show my melted plugs there too, but yeah, yeah. Um, oh yeah. I kind of left it, left that insulation fanned out just, you know, just as, as a sound dampener in the general area. But um, yeah, so, I mean, you know, the sound, you got a few, few things that take into consideration your power costs, the sound um, you got to take care of mama, you know, <laughs> it's, you know, so if you don't do that, you're in trouble, you know. Um, so, so, so at my house, uh, my my lawn, my I've got bigger plans, but for the time being, my my laundry room, uh, it, which is right next to an attached garage, unheated attached garages, it's always right. cold because I keep yep. the I keep everything uh, locked down in there because I'm like, why do I want to heat a laundry room more than I have to? Right. But but right. It, during the winter, it would always run at like. 55 60 degrees yeah and so, so so i just plug my s9 in there and from the main part of the house i i don't hear it, it it's uh oh yeah you know, I, i've got it running i i think at 1200 watts mm -hmm. um just just because you know so this is something i want to get into too you know i i'm i i don't have a dedicated circuit i, I mean as far as i know the only other thing on that circuit is the lights in the laundry mm -hmm. room, right? Right. But uh, but I I live in a little bit older home, and and uh, I I I 
I'm just going out on a on a guess here. I saw the poured poured uh, foundation wall, so I think your house is a little bit newer than mine. <laughs> it, well, I I was lucky that when when we moved into this house, the uh, the home inspector is like, oh, I like how they did the wires here, and da 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 da. da. <laughs> well, I I found out later on that the guy who built this house was a house builder. So oh, like yeah. he, you know what I mean? He did a few things that were kind of cool that, you know, maybe, you know, the, but just, just a poor, poor foundation. You got to be earlier or later than post nineties for sure. Yeah. For the year build. Yeah. 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 Yep. I real estate's my real job. So yeah, right. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm gotta, like, Ooh, poured foundation. I like it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He did a nice job. Um, we got lucky get in and then like I found some other little quirks too that were pretty cool like um when the wife set up her home office upstairs and that's where we talked last time um you know I'm like trying to figure out like how to fish a, a network cable up there because she you know she's working from home now and like I'm looking at all the, the wires and we don't use the we don't have a landline right and sure as shit they got all cat five cables run as phone nice. lines through the whole house right so like That's oh cool. i can just put the end on you know and we're all set you know so my, um, my, my my house was built in 52 so cat five didn't even exist so <laughs> <laughs> i it the, the phone lines are like we're just two wires so that that's what's running through my house so like i said as far as far as doing the home stuff you know i i definitely di i don't fully trusted you know I, I i know enough that i've i know i'm mm -hmm. confident that that's all that's on there but i i yeah. don't trust it <laughs> you know so yeah right but on. speaking of which uh yeah and you, you know you touched on it a little bit and i'll pop up the pictures again of the uh of the fried wires but that 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 didn't smoke or didn't uh didn't actually well, catch at the flame time or... that, at the time that that happened it was in the garage because it was summertime it was not in the basement right and the, the the crazy thing is, is like it must have cycled or done something where it had it was maxed out because it appeared that that they got hot and burned the wires and then it just kept chugging along. Like so it must have been just like right at the edge of burning burning up. And then like maybe something happened, you know, where where it was really struggling or it got a little, I don't know. I I, I can't explain it. But it was running like that perfectly without a hitch at whatever 17 area. It was just going, you know. And um, the other thing that I found out, too, and this is, you know, so I, you, you asked me some questions about the power supply a, a while back. And, I, you know, I said, you know, some charts and stuff like that. So after that happened, I went to talk to the IT guy at, at my work, right? And he's like, uh, what kind of power cable did you use to plug that thing in? And I'm like. Well, you know, it's the same plug as like you plug into a, the back of a desktop desktop computer, you know, so like I had some of those in a junk drawer, you know, I just cut the male end off and I, I wired it to my 220 because mine's a 220 machine, you know, and Thanks, well, yeah. well, then I, I you know, it made me think it was like, well, okay, yeah, maybe the wire is a little light the the wire. Uh, if you're running too thin of a too thin of a gauge wire to something. Yeah, it will get hot. It'll make everything hot. It puts resistance through everything, right? Because you're trying to jam everything through that, you know, small pipe, so to speak. And so right. I looked at it and it was like an 18 gauge, you know, power cord. And he's like, uh, you probably, probably want he And he had a bunch in the server room. So he's showing me some stuff in the server room. He's like, he's like, here, I got a whole box of them. Here's, here's some 14 gauge ones. So, so one that probably helped just to run a fatter power supply cord to that thing. Um, the other thing, you know, to think about 
um, you know, it, I was thinking about it too, this, um, you know, I'm kind of an amateur electrician, right? And if I take home delivery of this machine from Compass, you know, they come with like five or 6,000 watt power supplies, right? So you got to do Ohm's law, right? And it's like, um, and I forget the order of which, you know, I just, I just keep moving the numbers around, dividing by different until it makes sense. So like if you have a 6,000 <laughs> watt power supply, you divide that by volts, and then that gives you your amps. <clears throat> so it's like 6,000 divided by 220 gives you something like 27 or something like that. You know, I'm just, because I was just doing it uh, before, but so it's like 20, 27 amps. So that, that, that's how you can size your wires and stuff like that. And, you know, your, your breakers. So the other thing that, <clears throat> again, don't trust me, call your <laughs> local certified electrician because I'm just an amateur, you know. But then, you know, talking with the electricians that I work with, um, you say, well, you want to size it for, you know, whatever your max is, you want to, that's like got to be 80% and you want to, you want to have a 20% cushion there. So if you're at 27 amps, then you really need to size it really for like 35 or 40, just that's your power wire. Just run into that machine. Or if you, if you put a breaker in your, in your uh, panel, then you got to make sure you have the right amperage breaker and you need to have the right um size wire because if you're thin on any of those you're gonna have a weak point where you could melt some wires or whatever so it's possible just the reason that i melted those wires is just that i had a thin power cable you know i don't know right so so uh the the circuit that you that you were on uh was that a 15 or a 20 amp circuit do you know what you were running that at um so what, the, what that's a all the way up, so so because my machine's a 220, I have yeah. a welder plug in my garage, and so we're so I've got a, I don't want to say that's a, a 40 amp breaker, and the wire is good for that 40 amp breaker, so more than enough for that that minor, okay, for yeah, the SI minor, sure. right? So um, if you're 110, that's a different story, you know. So then you got to you got to do your math again, you know, and figure out. So if you're running at 1200 watts 1200 divided by 110 you know i don't have my calculator handier here you know so you're going to be at like 12 amps or something like that right um, right or 11 amps or 10 you know 10 amps or 10 yep. you know you, you get where i'm coming from there you know so like you probably that circuit that you're on in your laundry room is probably a 15 or a 20 amp circuit that's a you know? 20 yep perfect yeah then yep. i think you should be good because then you got that you're you're below that 80 percent threshold yeah yeah, and 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 also that's why I turned it down, and I'm okay with that. You know, I mean, I'm, mm -hmm. I I def I definitely I'd, I'd like to push it, but uh, like I said, I I don't trust everything that was done to code at my house. You know, my sure. house was wasn't built by a by a home builder. It was built by a, like a, a do it yourself kind of guy. <laughs> so yeah, right I, I I I don't always trust everything, but 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 back back to the. Uh, well, actually, before I forget, the the miner that you've got uh, in limbo or whatever you want to say with Compass, what what is that? Is that an S nineteen or? It is. It's an S nineteen J, and that one I bought last year. Um, so it's very interesting to see what. I don't know how it's going to pan out. I don't know if it's going to work out good or not. You know, I mean, <laughs> we'll see what happens because. Um, so that I, one, those those are going for over ten thousand dollars now. They are right. They, so. I paid I paid eighty seven hundred dollars for that machine. Okay. So like you know, 
I'm, you know, so here's here's the risk, right? This is scary, right. you know. And um, when we were in uh, the missus here, when we were in El Zante, you know, I was talking to uh, some of our Orange Pill podcast friends that were down there, and we started talking about this, and <laughs> um, uh, and uh, <laughs> my wife was sitting next to me, and she's like, "Oh." what did you buy <laughs> so we'll see we'll see if it pans out like i you know i my friend that my one of my friends here that that's that bought a bunch of these machines you know like he 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 bought the six pack he bought six of them i just bought one you know right. so like he kind of went all in and the thing is there's a lot of risk you got counterparty risk here it is compass is your counterparty risk so w- would it have been better to just buy uh coin just buy the coin and just and sit on it right so you know this I, i'm trying to remember where where we were i think we were just coming out of that dip last fall and it was starting to go rocket up again and i thought well you know is it gonna really take off here or what you know who knows right nobody knows what's gonna happen you know so the 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 challenge is you, you have this counterparty risk um you know, maybe some like sounds like there's some maybe some new machines coming out. They got this S19 XP or whatever that's 140 terahash that um, you know is about the same electric consumption. So, um, you know, are we gonna is the technology gonna run away and and you know, um, and then you, you're stuck with like an antiquated machine that doesn't you know it's like I don't want to say kind of like our S9s right now, but you know I would still run my S9. Maybe maybe I won't run it in the winter, you know, or excuse me, in the summer, but I'll, I'll definitely use it for a heater, you know. Right, if you right. could run, if you could run electric heat and uh, have a fifteen hundred watt electric heater, and then if you let's say, well, it's losing sixty cents a day, well, you couldn't run an electric heater, you know. It's still that electric heater would still cost, in my terms, it would still cost you three forty a day to run the thing, right? Where, where, where I'm sitting right now, my wife yeah. works down here. And, uh-huh. and before, before we had the uh, Bitcoin miner, we, we, I literally, I literally out, outside this room right now, I have a unused now 1500 watt electric space heater. Yeah. And what do you need so that I, for? Well, I, I don't anymore. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, 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 uh, so, so even if I'm losing, if I'm only regaining half the cost and heating the room, mm-hmm. who cares? Right. Yeah. And, that's right. uh, uh, so, so have you looked at speaking of noise and like kind of like ways to uh, integrate this into like the home better? Uh, mm-hmm. I know a lot of guys uh, on the my local Telegram group, the the Bitcoin Meetup thing. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I I know I I posted you on there, but uh, I don't know how closely you watch it or not. But but a lot of those guys have built boxes that basically mm-hmm. act act like mufflers, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah you know, whole containment systems. And uh, have you ever looked into that? And then, and then mostly what what I'm absolutely fascinated with is immersion. And Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. And so, so have you first, have you looked into like the the black blocks, I'll call it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then, and then have you looked into immersion? So you got our, okay. Um, You, we got our CapEx and our OpEx costs, right? You know, so if you build one of these boxes, you might have a few hundred bucks of materials, you know, to build the thing, right? Um, You got to make sure that the air is getting through there. Um, You know, I'll be honest, I, you know, I, 
I have some very generic sound dampening equipment around my, I had some styrofoam like that was from packaging. And so that picture, I took it out of the way, you know, and I just, I just kind of set it around this thing in the basement, you know, to, to, to help a little bit. Does it help? Maybe, a, maybe a little, I don't know, but um, I I'm with you on the immersion. That's very interesting because you get a couple of things, right? Um, absolutely silent. Right. So that's cool. And then the other thing is you can crank that baby up, right? Tune that baby up as runner as hard as you can go, right? So you have to just be careful about the power supply. And that was one other thing too, your, your power supply unit, um, you got to make sure that, um, you know, like my power supply unit on my S9, S9 is, uh, you know, it's a 1600 watt power supply unit. And after I melted those cords, you know, I started, and I talked to my IT guy and he was telling me about, it. he's like, no, man, you don't run that thing. You don't redline it all the time. That's bad. Don't do that. <laughs> You're going to melt something. That's really bad. Don't do that. The The sweet spot is about like, you know, 60%. And if you got to, if it's got to give it a push, it's got some capacity to give it a push, but that's like kind of beyond the duty cycle, you know? So when they rate these things, they rate them. Yeah. 1600 Watts is your max, but you don't want to just like be redlining that thing. That's not a good idea, right? Because it'll hit a little heavier load or something, and you're gonna you're gonna overdo it. So um, I've been watching for uh, uh, power supply units. You know, they they make the AWP seven for these machines is a eighteen hundred watt unit, and then there's some other like I think aftermarket ones and things like that. So I'm I'm getting a little sidetracked from your question, but um, I am interested in immersion. And let's say I do take this S uh 19 at some point i will eventually take possession of it right if if the compass thing doesn't work out and you know or if even if it does i might have them run it at their facility for a couple of years right you know if, if they can give me six cent uh power and and all i gotta do is just sit here and you know watch watch it from my interface on my slush pool interface here then you know great you know no problem um so um you know, I think that they probably get cheaper power than that, but their 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 operating costs are when their fees are built into to my electric costs. Essentially, is right. I think how that that works. So, but if I take that thing home, like the the issue that I have is that my water heater. So I'm thinking about since since you sent me that message and you're talking about you know supplementing your hot water right with this. This is a cool idea. Um, my water heater is like way kind of on the other side of the house and our kitchen sink is over here. And when you want hot water at the kitchen sink, you know, it takes a while. All right. You got to right. sit and run this thing. And so either I was thinking about putting a little tank heater or something under the, or one of those, uh, you know, uh, instant water heaters under, but it's like, well, if I, if I rig this thing up, if I rig this thing up, I could have a preheater tank, right. Right. You know, right. right under the kitchen sink, you know, and, you know, maybe it's only a couple of gallons or, you know, like maybe it's a five gallon little tank, right? And I can insulate that thing. And, you know, so you got my, my inner engineer thinking about this now, right? So now one, you got the, you got, you'd have to do some, uh, excuse me, you have to have a heat exchanger and you go from your mineral oil, your dielectric fluid, because you don't want right, to submerge right. uh, <laughs> the electricity in the, in the water, but 
everyone I talk to, they're, they're like, well, if it's just an S9, just put it in mineral oil. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> people seem to think that S9s are indestructible, but I, you know, but yes. So, so, so you, you definitely would need a liquid to liquid heat exchanger because you yeah. definitely don't, don't want to run, don't want to run those two uh, things together. But that, that it well, the other thing that I've thought about is, and, and of course now I don't have it, but I used to live in a house that had hot water heat and what, what a, oh, yeah. What what a great supplemental. I mean, you can mm -hmm. literally. Yeah. I mean, you you could be dispersing it, but but now now where I'm at with thinking about the hot water and stuff like that, and you know, I'm every day that I mess with this stuff, I'm always like, I should have paid better attention in school. <laughs> but but con converting watts to BTUs, and then I'm like, you know, it, uh, it it's like, what time did the train leave the station? If it's leaving, <laughs> it, you know. I'm, yeah. I'm yeah, like, yeah. fuck it. I, I just want to cut class and, uh, you know, yeah. go hang out. But uh, no, it, but the, the question then becomes is how, how many do you need to actually be able to accomplish the goal? Because, you know, ju just the amount of heat that it puts off, it, it, it is a good supplemental. But in yeah. my laundry room, it, you know, only brings it up <clears throat> five, five, 10 degrees. So it's not yeah it's it's not like these things are like infernos either you know yeah I mean, they right, do put off right. a lot of heat but but that then then the question becomes you know then i need to upgrade you know my my service only comes in with 100 amps and then it's uh, like, eh, yeah you right know? so there you go so that's the next thing right so we start adding up you know you can do some home mining but yeah what's your what's your power supply right so that s19 that we were just talking about if it's 27 amps right and you're a hundred amp service, that's a quarter of your service right there. So like, what about if it's summertime and the air conditioner's on and the missus wants to, you know, bake a loaf of bread or something, you know, you might do, be really do, pushing it, right? Run the dryer. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, right. So, yeah. So I, I live kind of in the boonies. I mean, not the boonies, but uh, you know, I'm on propane. So then everything, every appliance I have is electric. So, mm -hmm. you know, I've got electric hot water, electric stove, electric yeah. uh, dryer. So, yeah, yeah. and only a hundred amps. So it's like, I, I don't have a lot of room to push it. That, but that, yeah. for, that for me is why that supplementing the hot water heat, if yeah. I can make, if I can make that work, uh, you know, but th yeah, then there's always- Yeah, not getting any cheaper either, right? No. no. <laughs> no, no, that, so. no, but that, but that's why I always pre-buy it because, you know, yeah. they, they, they send you a letter in the, in the summer and I'll be like, I'll take a thousand gallons today. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, right on. But right yeah, on. That's it, cool. it, it, it's, it's definitely crazy. And, but I, I mean, I, I do think that, that there's ways that, that we can tie this in, but uh, you know, mm -hmm. it's like every, everybody in Bitcoin, you know, we're all kind of spinning in our own directions, but that's sort of what's beautiful about it. But I, uh, before we get too far off topic though, I, and I know this is something you know a lot more about than I do, and I wanted to touch on it too. Uh, so, so right now, you know, I I plugged my guy into into my uh, Ethernet, you know, just ran mm -hmm. a wire, and you know, I, I've got a password on on my uh, network. But but what other steps mm -hmm. should a home miner be taking? Um, you know, I, I I am mining to Stratum too, which uh, yep. you know, uh, yeah, there's some Andre, protection there, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Andre re really recommended that that was the, mm -hmm. you know, kind of held my hand here and uh, yeah, great. Helped, helped That's me get, awesome. Uh, but, but, uh, but, oh, I didn't turn them all off. I don't, did you hear that? 
<laughs> sorry. No, that's uh, all right. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, as far as my network goes or, you know, what, what should a home miner be looking at and aware mm-hmm. of or consider or, you know, what, what's best practice? Yeah. Well, I appreciate that because I've been, I've been thinking about this a lot, you know, I've been <laughs> like trying to figure it out. And I just learned a little bit about the Stratum V2 and, and there's a way that apparently there's some way that there's some clever way that if, uh, you know, for for others to potentially steal your hash, right? And the Stratum V2 uh, can protect against that. I don't know a whole lot about that, but that's cool, right? So that's another plus, I guess, for slush pool and um, and the brains, uh, you know, um, firmware and all that stuff. So that that's that's pretty cool. Um, I've been trying to build and protect and think about my home network security because I'm running I'm running a full node. Um, actually, now I'm running two nodes because uh, I, I revived my old um, Windows PC desktop and uh, and I got that. So I got that set up, too. But what I want to do uh, and, you know, I'm just still learning about this, but there is some open source firewall uh, router software. It's called PF Sense. And there's a guy on YouTube and I'll give him a plug. His name is Network Chuck. And he's got a great video on PF Sense, right? And what you can do with this uh, is a lot of neat stuff. And I, unfortunately, I just bought a new router, and I wish I would have known this before I bought this new router, but not a big deal. You buy this appliance, that's your firewall. You run PF Sense as the, the operating system on this appliance, which is a device um, that is going to be your where you you interface all your home network stuff, right? And what you can do with this, so the PFSense runs as your firewall, it runs as your VPN. So it also obscures your IP address, which is important, you know. Um, but then, you know, there's, it's kind of hard sometimes, like Netflix, like doesn't like VPN. Like you can't watch Netflix if you're on a VPN. They're like, screw you, fuck you. You don't get to watch unless we get to know where you are, who you are, what you're doing, all that kind of stuff, right? So, <laughs> so the neat thing about um, PF Sense is that you can um, set up another thing. It's called VLANs, virtual um, local area networks. And so, like, what I want to do with that is you can have one that's set up for um, your devices. Uh, like your smart TV and your guest Wi-Fi, and they are in a cage so that they cannot even see on the network. They can't see your full node. They can't see your miner. They can't see anything. So like anybody who, you know, even the neighbor who sees your Wi-Fi or whatever, you know, like, you know, they, they can't see it. it. It's, it's hidden. I'm still learning about this stuff. And um, I want to get this uh, PF Sense appliance lined up and um, uh, get that going. But I have to be really careful because if it inconveniences the missus, and I, I, I love I love this gal, she's great, you know. But like, <laughs> I don't want to stick her around. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just I got to be really careful, and and I got to I got to be thoughtful about how I set this thing up because like. You know, she's into watching reruns of The Office lately in the evening and stuff like that. She's got to be able to watch that stuff, you know? Like, right. So, you know, so that's, um, so then out of that, uh, let's say, appliance, that's your new router. And then what I'm going to do is I'll have my, the other new Wi-Fi router that I 
just purchased is going to come out of there and then it's going to be a wireless access point right so you can't have two routers plugged in always um in a, you know and i'm just learning about this stuff so so don't anybody's listening don't butcher me on this but um <laughs> only one device in your home network can be it's like a dchp client that assigns each individual device an ip address right there's only one thing that can do that. And if you got two of them trying to do that, it causes all kinds of problems. So you can change your router or your, what I'm gonna do is I'll have my uh, appliance, uh, my router, this, this new PFSense router that, that does VLANs, that is the firewall, that is the open VPN that, that, you know, it will do all that stuff. And then that's like your, that's your firewall. And then behind that, what I can do is have my, my wireless router set up as it can bypass that, right? So the Wi-Fi from that router can then talk to the smart TV and, and like it can get a pass, right? But then I want to have that TV talk to nothing else and it can't see anything else because that's kind of a backdoor into your network, right? So um, there's a lot of stuff there. I'm still learning about it, but um, I'm very interested in PFSense. It's open source software that you can um, download onto uh, your router. There's a couple other things I learned about recently. Most routers have a thing called universal plug and play. You want to turn that off, right? You know, so like if you have some kind of smart devices, you know, it might, there, there are some back doors to get into your network that way. Um, there's some basic security stuff that you want to do. Like, okay, so when you buy them, when you get a minor S9, you know, it's the password and, you know, username, password is it's root, root, you know, you should probably change that, you know, because everybody knows that, right? So, and then, you know, uh, as you mentioned too, you know, your wife, your router that you have at home, you should change that too, you know, make sure that's not just password or, you know, uh, whatever admin the default password, is. password, yeah. Yeah, admin yeah. password, right? Make sure you change that because like, for some reason, if somebody did, uh, gain access to your network then okay now they have access you know you know you know what they could do is they could change the the uh the delivery source of your hash on your miner <laughs> you know to wherever they wanted to go you might not notice it for for weeks you know and you, you might be mining for somebody else you know uh, not uh, me so because because I, I watch for those you know a couple thousand satoshis every day i'm like what did yeah, i make what did yeah, I? <laughs> yeah yeah right on right on yeah you know but, but that, that kind of stuff could happen um so just that's just you know your your regular hygiene type type thing you know and it's like um i think it was jameson lop you know who's famous in the bitcoin community you know he's you just need to take small steps like in the right direction you know like it can be overwhelming to people and you start talking security to people and their eyes glaze over and they're like, I don't know, I don't know what to do with that, you know, <laughs> and, um, you know, I mean, the other thing that's kind of interesting too, you know, I also throw that like whatever, you know, I'm throwing it out there with you. But it's like, if your ISP, if I can set this up the way I want to, if your ISP can see your Netflix traffic and all this and it all like, you know, your guest Wi-Fi and, you know, the wife's online shopping and stuff like that on, you know, and that's essentially just, you know, that's what your, that's what your, um, your ISP, you know, sees your, your activity. And then next to that, you have everything, you know, on your VPN firewalled and hidden, you know, it's like, I want to say, it's kind of like you're the great man there, but you know, yeah. nothing everything looks, looks normal there. Yeah, right. You know, versus a, or a connection where they see zero traffic. They're like, well, 
let's start yeah. there <laughs> yeah right right you know you're, yeah. you're raising flags you know i guess but i don't know i'm just learning about this stuff you know I, i've i've this um uh pf sense i think is something to look look into you know um i think that you know you should be running a vpn um you know separating your network with and i didn't you know i'm still working on this but separating your network with VLANs, right? So you can have your smart TVs in its own box and you can have, if you're one of those people that allow one of those uh, listening devices, uh, the Alexas, or something like that in your, in your house. Yeah, oh, me either. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> you know they, they, but, well, here's the thing is, they, they've yeah. already got one so that's so, right. but that's right but 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 i don't need to i don't need any more than necessary that, that's yes. that that's, that's kind of right. yeah I, I i'm with you on that one my, my like my mom and sisters they're like oh my god alexa turn on the lights and i'm like okay you know i i could do that and not now nobody can listen to me <laughs> yeah but i i i don't see the advantage of the uh of the quote-unquote smart home but to, so, so you mm -hmm. were mentioning vpns and mm -hmm. you know my limited knowledge of it is not all vpns are created equal right I agree. uh and uh you know uh so so i've messed around with you know quite a few different ones and i've used molvad i don't know if you've heard mm -hmm. of that one yeah that's the one and, i use actually yep oh okay i uh, i've used it but you know my my uh cluttered brain you know it molvad for, for those of those of you that don't know is it, you know, accepts uh, Bitcoin as payment mm -hmm. and you don't have to tell them who you are or much yeah. of anything. Plus one, then, plus two right there. Yep. <laughs> and, but, but, but the downside, and this is where, where, you know, like I said, my cluttered brain didn't work is you have to either buy a long enough uh, subscription or it, it do, just doesn't auto renew like other ones, right. Where right. it just doesn't hit, hit my visa and yeah. I don't have to think about it, which Yep. You know, I'm I'm ter I'm terrible terrible about because I probably have subscriptions from ten years ago that I don't even know about. But yeah, but 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 so so Molvad, I I know, you know, I I know it's good. Uh, is there any other ones that you recommend that that take dirty fiat that uh, you know well, might be good? So I started. I was using IP Vanish, and uh, they had a trial. You know, and I think that one's fine. You know, but again, with that one and the advantage to goes to Mulvad here is that they want, um, you know, uh, payment information, right? So you're connecting a credit card and an email address and all that. And Mulvad, all you, they do is they, they give you a number, you send them Bitcoin. They don't know who you are. You know, <laughs> they don't right. even know who you are. That's, that's cool. Now they, could they take your internet traffic and try to extract and, you know, mine that information or whatever, but uh, it's a paid source. So, there are free VPNs out there. I definitely wouldn't use one of the free ones because they're, you know, <laughs> you get you're you the product. Yeah. You're the product, right? You know, so they're selling your information and using it some nefarious way to that's probably not to your advantage. Um, so the other thing that I'm, I'm just, my brain is just starting to understand is that like, okay, so I'm using Mulvad on my cell phone, right? When I'm wherever I am. I'm using Mulvad on my my um, my Linux uh, desktop now that you know. Uh, but when you set up your home network and you use uh, like um, you use uh, PFSense with one of these appliances, you're using uh, you're actually setting up a VPN server yourself 
and it uses like open VPN, which is an open source. And there's a few of them. There's like, uh, uh, geez, I'm forgetting the name. And one was called like tomato and like, uh, WDRT or something like that. Right. Where these are open source and like your router is actually like the VPN server. And it's like, it's spitting out information. I don't know how it works where that's your VPN. Right. And that's the, that's the ideal way to do it. I also learned about, I'm going to plug this network Chuck guy again. Now, just a caveat. He's, uh, I don't want to say it. You know, he's, he's got some other like cryptocurrency stuff on, on his, on his YouTube channel, but he's really good with the network stuff. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, I don't even think he really is that, that, you know, he, he does a lot of, a lot of stuff on like hacking and things like that. Ethical, ethical hacking. Um, but what you can do, like, um, I don't know how you're, um, are you running a node? You got a node going? Oh, right yeah, a couple. Yeah. I've got I've okay. got one here and one at another location. Yeah. Oh, right on. Cool. So one of the other things you can do with a Raspberry Pi, which can be used to run a node, is you can take one of those things and set up a uh, a, a easily transportable VPN server. So like if you go to a hotel or something like that, like that's like hotel Wi-Fi is like the devil, you know, you gotta be really <laughs> careful there because uh, um, people can see your device, you know, if you're on, on uh, like hotel Wi-Fi. So um, the way that I, I think this works is that you, you take a Raspberry Pi, the Raspberry Pi sees the, the Wi-Fi from the hotel, it's your VPN server, and then washes your IP address. And then you have, you know, it's the intermediary between you and the, the, the hotel Wi-Fi, right? And how handy, it's just a little box that you bring it along wherever you go. You know, I was thinking about um, CJ Wilson, right? He used to be a major league baseball player. He's he's a Bitcoiner. He's got like a, some Porsche dealerships. Oh, and he's, cool. on, um, <laughs> he's on, uh, you know, you hear him on uh, Peter McCormick's show once in a while on that. And he was talking about when he was at the, the Bitcoin conference, I don't know if it was a couple of years ago, last year, whenever it was, that somebody had this funny suitcase and he thinks it was a stingray machine that intercepted, you know, and he had some, you know, while he was down there, he had some of his accounts challenged, right? Well, he had two factor authentication. He had all these things, right? You know, so like if you're just talking to public Wi-Fi and you're talking, you know, uh, and these stingray machines are really interesting because it's like cell phone service. It's like a hop, you know, like they enter, uh, intercept your cell phone signal. And then, you know, uh, so um, there was a patch that I just heard about in the Android phones that um, the newer Android systems, you can turn off 2G um, data transfer. And that's how those Stingray uh, machines work. They work on like a 2G system or something like that, you know? So like, I don't know, like, is, I'm just is, like- is it is that the one where, where they were intercepting text messages? Because uh, I've, I've heard of that I, way, way, way back when, and I, I, I mm -hmm. haven't looked into it. It was something where they were intercepting uh, text messages, not, not a SIM swap, but they were actually grabbing it because they were getting the phones to connect to the fake, uh, or not even fake, a real cell phone tower, you know, the mm -hmm. equivalent, equivalent of it, which, which that sounds like it, that might have been it too. But but oh god, god now now I'm thinking. Well, obviously I can't bring my whole uh, stack to Miami. <laughs> well, I was, I was going to ask you. I mean, you know, um, I I really I really wanted to make. It. I don't think I'm going to make it this year. But you, 
you, you're heading down. Are you heading down to Miami this year? I, I'm, I'm going to be there. I, I've even got, uh, well, actually, yesterday I interviewed uh, L. Brandon, you know, the meme oh, nice. guy. Yeah. I got and, a shirt uh, on, in the mail from him right now. Actually, this I, one right here. I got another shirt on right here. Like, so I don't know if I show you this one. This is, this is his work. That, that is fantastic. You know, I don't know if I showed you this one or not here, but let's show you the Oh yeah, I sun my balls. <laughs> <laughs> so that, this is good so, work. So, He's a good man. So so so, so uh, did you get the the Hawaiian shirt? Is that what yeah, you have coming? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so I'm going to be down there with my Hawaiian shirt on, and uh, you know, I I absolutely love it. I I it, like I, I was saying earlier. Uh, you know, I won the ticket uh, to to mm-hmm. go to Bitcoin 22 with, with, uh, when I was in Phoenix. And so, so it's like, it's predetermined that I had to be there. So, but yeah, right on. I, I think I'm just going to bring my dirty credit cards and spend dirty fiat Yeah, because uh, I, I think I'll, I'll hang on to my Bitcoin and whoever brings the suitcase, uh, hack a machine. Well, <laughs> well, that's just it. Right. So like, um, you know, this goes back what, what to a target though. Opinion. What a target though. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. Like I, if you're there, right. You know, I mean, there's gotta be some people that are down there thinking like, Hey, this is like a honeypot of where I can, attack right so i mean it just goes back to all right how do you how do you carry bitcoin at something like that and that's like okay if you're gonna have a hot wallet on your phone you don't carry any more than you carry in your of physical bills in your wallet walking around you know you wouldn't carry around (laughs) a suitcase full of money you know hey maybe i carry a couple hundred bucks or whatever a little bit Mm -hmm. for travel and money and that's it and if you lost it i mean it wouldn't be wiped out. It wouldn't be terrible, you know. So it's just opsec, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that, that that's a whole nother show on its own. But uh, yeah. back, to, back, I want to uh, before I forget to ask you about the VPN. And if you're running a VPN on a home network and you're mining behind a mm-hmm. VPN, does that affect the mining? I don't think so, because what that does is it obscures your IP address. Your, you know, so what the what the mining pool will see then is not your IP address. It'll see, it won't know where the hell you are, right? But as far as I know, um, uh, it shouldn't be any problem at all uh, for that. What you're doing is you're obscuring your location from the the mining pool, right? So you can go out, you know, and really that's what you're doing. I think, you know, I don't exactly know what you're sending out or what you're sending out your hash. You know, I don't know what exactly is the data transfer there or how it works. But um, they just don't know where you are, right? So that's oh, where yeah. that that takes that away. Uh, well, and or, or it, I, I mean, if you were solo mining, it could affect it more than if you're in a pool, correct? Because because if you were going to hit the block, you know, the milliseconds that that the difference that that might be be because you're behind a uh, VPN uh, might matter in the fact that if you hit the block or not. Yeah, so that's interesting too. Now, there's some other things you can do too, um, where you can do tunneling. And I'm, you know, again, I'm just a amateur. And it's like rabbit hole after rabbit hole after rabbit hole. So like, it has no bottom. It has no bottom. (laughs) That's right. But um, I heard about, um, and I think you can do this with PFSense, where you can do tunneling, where you can set up multiple VPN routes, right? Where if you start to get like a little... um, jammed up one way you can run in multiple multiple tunnels and actually some um it sounds like you might be able to even be faster 
if you can set up some tunnels, right? And then your VPN. And, and the other thing is it splits it up. It dices up your, your signal, right? So they're going, you know, your multiple, multiple ways instead of all through one. So, you know, I am, I have like, just like scratched the surface enough to like, you know, be more interested in, <laughs> I got a long ways to go, you know, to, you know, just enough to be dangerous. That, that's what I always <laughs> say. I, I, I know just enough to be dangerous. Uh, well, yeah. that, that, that's really cool. And, and you know what, uh, that, that, that's, you know, the, the whole network and security, you know, that that's, that's definitely a rabbit hole I'm going down. Cause, cause like we were saying, there is no end to the rabbit hole. It just, yeah. you just keep going deeper and deeper and deeper and finding new, new aspects to explore. But, but on, on the mining thing that I, I truly think that this is the, uh, this is the future or at least the future of Bitcoin mining. It, it has to be decentralized. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because, you know, I, I, I kind of feel like we're in the, uh, you know, the stage where everyone's ignoring us, but when, when they're looking for us, uh, yeah. the more, the more decentralized Bitcoin is, the better we're going to be. And, uh, yeah. so, so uh, now, now that, uh, now that we're, you know, getting off track, I, I just, uh, I, I talked about it a couple episodes ago, but, but the, the, this whole Canadian trucker thing has just got oh, me yeah. so, so excited yeah. about me it. Me too, I, I, man. Isn't it great? It's awesome. I, the, what are they over? I think they're. Let me see here. I still had the tab open. Fourteen point two Bitcoin. I nice. I can't I can't believe it. You when I first talked about it, when I first heard about it, they were like twenty grand, or they were yeah. they were at uh, you know like not even a quarter or a half of Bitcoin, and it, it's just yeah. absolutely the use so, case for Bitcoin. Yeah, this <laughs> is so cool. Like so, I when this this whole trucker thing started, I sent ten bucks to the GoFundMe, right? You know, and now first they were going to send it to other charities and steal it. Then they're like, oh, no, no, we'll just refund it. Right. And so I, they sent me the email, they're refunding. I'm like, and my response was like, great job. You just made a global case for Bitcoin use, you know? <laughs> and, and so I, I donated that money and a little bit more on the tally coin um, to the, the Hong Kong hodl. And the other yeah. cool thing about that is, you know, it's, it's Greg Foss, it's Jeff Booth, uh, BTC Sessions, right? These are all like our top, you know, you know, Canadian Bitcoin superstars, right? And there was an article in the Toronto Star, I think it was today or it was the end of, it was yesterday or today, and um, uh, you know, um, uh, Foss was in it, and Foss had a lot of lot of conversation. They did a nice job with it. It was very fair, you know, it was very fair. It was cool. Um, so it's it's so cool. It's inspiring. Like, you know, like what the hell's going on? Canadians protesting. Unbelievable. They're so nice. Like they just like, I can't even believe that they would they'd protest like this, you know? So like, I, I'm like so proud of those guys. I, I, it, you know, it just makes your heart swell. Like, and what are they asking for? They're asking for, um, don't, they just want, they don't want the mandates. That's it. Right. Don't mandate right. Us, you know? Like, and geez, they, it, 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 it is so refreshing though too it, it, it's a protest where they have defined goals they you know the, mm -hmm. the goal is don't do this yeah and then 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 they're done it, it's yeah. like one demand it, it's not yeah. like uh you know yep. it, and unfortunately here in the twin cities you know we're we're i don't know if you saw the, the minneapolis cops shot another kid 
and uh, I saw there was uh, there's traffic. They, they so they did something kind of like um, you know like like the no knock where warrant. Uh, okay, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. The result, the the protest was like there all these cars came in the town, right, and jammed everything mm-hmm. up. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And yeah. they were honking, but but that's yeah. probably because it was like ten degrees. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're, yeah. We're not as tough as the Canadians I, here, but but it, it's just just awful, and it's I. Yeah. You know I but but I I mean I don't know I I, I don't even know where I'm going with that the the I, the, the whole Minneapolis is going to burn again this summer. Oh, it's man. not going to be good. So, you know, so here's the thing, you know, like I, I'm, I'm so, so, I don't really know all the details of that story, but it sounds awful. Um, but what did we see for, you know, in the protests last year, um, you know, looting, fires burning, cars burning, all this stuff. What are they doing in Ottawa? They're shoveling snow, they're feeding the homeless. <laughs> and, you know, right. then they're like, well, the cops are going to take away. If you, if you try to support them, you bring them in gas, then we're going to arrest you. Everybody started walking around with an empty gas can, you know, like, what are you going to do? The, arrest us all? Love it. You know, the, the, those are the guys that, that go fund me things need to be shut down. It's all good, buddy. I, yeah. yeah. But, but yeah, those are the guys that go fund me says are, are, you know, that need to be shut down, but that's, it is what I absolutely love about Bitcoin is it, you know what, my money can go where I want it to go. Yeah. And no, nobody can stop that. And it's just beautiful. So anyways, mm-hmm. I, I'm just looking at the clock and my, my yeah. computer's get, give, giving me a, a sign that, you know, hey, wrap it up, Joe. <laughs> yeah, right on, buddy. I, hey, I love, I love, I love it. I really, I'm, I'm honored to, to be a, a multiple uh, appearance guest here. And I really enjoy talking <laughs> with you. And, uh, you know, I hope we can do it again. And, you know, let's, uh, let's, let's do it again, man. I'm, I'm, I'm here for you. you know? I, I, I love having you on because I was telling Sarify that I, I'm like, I'm like, Travis is where, where I want to be. He's just like six months ahead of me because, you know, mm-hmm. t- t- talking about the, the, the security and then you were in the mining first. And so, so you, you are what I want to be when I grow up six months from now. So <laughs> I got a long ways to go too, you know, but this is the thing. And I got to leave one last parting thought. This is the thing that's so cool, right? So Bitcoin has helped me find uh, these new interests, right? And these interests like, okay, why, do, why, why am I interested in network security, right? So this is furthering our sovereignty and our, um, you know, we're taking control you know, taking responsibility. Well, that stuff takes work, right? You know, so like, but like, isn't it so cool? Like I get like a thrill out of it almost, right? It makes me feel good to like learn this thing. I can just sit there and be a couch potato and like, you know, watch TV or look at my phone or whatever and, you know, be a zombie. But like, I'm learning something new. You know, I'm always learning something new and there's this, you know, all these rabbit holes to go down, all these things to learn about. But like you, you taste, you taste the freedom, right? It's delicious. <laughs> so, you know, All right. That, that, that's where that's where we're going to end it. And for, for anybody that's made it to this point, you know, thank you for making it to this point. And I will see you next time. See you, Joe.